This is WKOK Sunrise on your station for the best news, talk, and sports. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Mark Lawrence here, Rob Center on the other side of the glass, making sure everything's going smoothly, and that's why you get to hear us on the radio. Movie Mike McGranahan is here, professional movie critic. His website's aisleseat.com. He is a member, one of the integral components of the Critics' Choice Association. He's a member of the Online Film Critics Society as well. He's the person responsible for those much-talked-about tweets at Isle Seat, his website, aisleseat.com. Welcome aboard, sir. You, first of all, greetings. Welcome aboard. Hello. Thank you so much for coming in. You got a review of a movie. I'm going to, first of all, recommend people don't watch the trailer. I cannot imagine anything in this movie that's not in the trailer. <laughs> but anyway, Father Stu. Based on a true story, Father Stu stars Mark Wahlberg as Stuart Long, a foul-mouthed former boxer who's often unemployed and occasionally in trouble with the law. In an effort to get close to a woman he's attracted to, he starts attending her Catholic church, pretending to be interested in religion. Then he miraculously survives a terrible motorcycle accident and decides he not only does believe in God, but he also wants to become a priest. This doesn't sit well with his parents, Mel Gibson and Jackie Weaver, who think religion is stupid. Mark, Mark Wahlberg gives one of the best performances of his career in Father Stew. Early scenes are hilarious as this rough-edged character makes all the traditional conservative Catholics feel deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> Wahlberg also makes the transformation feel authentic. This most unlikely priest uses his own flaws to reach out to other flawed people, convincing them that God loves them no matter how messed up they may be. That's an inspiring message. The movie plays the church's reluctance to make Stu a priest too comedically. I think it would have been stronger if it went for a little more realism there. Overall, though, Father Stu is funny and uplifting thanks to an inherently compelling story and Mark Wahlberg's fine work. On a scale of one to four, I give it three seminaries. <laughs> okay. We're sending these folks to Rome, too, to see the Pope. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, first of all, again, do not watch the trailer. You you mentioned about three things that happened, but the trailer has six things in it. Yeah, I left out a pretty key component of the story because I think it's a little better if you don't know that going in. Nope. I did not know this guy's true story. They screened this movie for me about two weeks ago. I did not know Stuart Long's story, so everything that happened in this movie took me by surprise. I think the less you know going in, the better. And if you were, uh, if I was going to be harsh to, and again, I'm just looking at the trailer, isn't this movie just a little too busy? Is this believable? This just seems like a... Well, he had a busy life. I mean, I think that's really what's kind of... Right, it's a true story, and that's what's kind of interesting, is that this guy made a complete 180 in his life and went from being this sort of perpetual screw-up who was always in trouble, and he drank too much, and he got in trouble with the law, to all of a sudden becoming a very devout priest, and then the things that happened to him after that, which I left out in my review, uh, he, he did have a busy life. So I think the movie crams a lot in in two hours, but it is kind of giving the full arc of what this man went through. Okay, and then all of it really not in that many years. You know, we're not talking about childhood to to old age per se. You really just get a little segment of his life. Okay, Fa- fabulous performance from Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he's really good, and it's an interesting role. He's so funny in those early scenes, playing this very rough-edged guy, and he gets a lot of laughs from the way that he handles himself and the way he tries to fit in with these conservative Catholics. But then in the later scenes, 
scenes, he's actually very touching as this character undergoes his transformation. Wahlberg makes it feel authentic. He makes you feel like, you know, this character really has changed and that it's not just an act and that he really has found some kind of faith and spirituality that has guided him to a better place. So uh, for me, it was really one of his best performances. Right. You don't see him very often in an alb, I'll tell you that. So right. a white alb. Okay. So uh, other performances in the film? Yeah. Jackie Weaver is very good as the mom. Uh, you know, Mel Gibson is kind of an unusual presence for me in movies. As a human being, with all the things that he's said and done and the scandals, I find him to be a very uh, unlikable person. But I watched him in this movie, and it's hard for me personally to forget all the stuff we know about him. But he's still a talented actor, and he is good in the film, even though I don't care for him as a person. Is there anybody else in the film world that sort of strikes you as their personal life has turned out to, to really uh, serve as a cloud over their performances? Uh, he is certainly the most notable one. Kevin Spacey would probably be close behind. Oh, yeah, if you see him, sure. If you see him now. And he's not working now. No, he doesn't okay. work too much. He does have a film in production, a foreign film. But, uh, yeah, Hollywood won't touch him anymore. And there again, you know, talented actor. I can watch his old movies and still enjoy them, but I can't ever see him on screen again and not think about the things that he's done and the things that we now know about him. Okay, so we're going to watch. So inter interesting take on all of this. So um, that's because Mel Gibson is in Father Stew. Okay, Father Stew, you liked it overall, right? Yeah, overall I think it's worth seeing. How long is it? Uh, two hours and four minutes over and, the last four minutes. And where credits. do I see it? In theaters only. In theaters Opened only. yesterday. All right, fabulous. I'm sorry, opened Wednesday. Father Stew with uh, Mark Wahlberg. You gave it three... Seminaries. Yeah, good enough for sending kids off to, or uh, young men, I guess, in, in your faith, off to the uh, to seminary. All right, another movie I am going to see, Ambulance. Tell mm -hmm. us about that. This is Michael Bay's new film. I have typically not been a fan of his work, but in this case, I really liked it. And it's a shame. The movie had a very, very poor opening at the box office last weekend, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, the movie stars, uh, I got to get this guy's name right, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II. He played Candyman last year, and he was also in Aquaman. Very talented actor. Uh, he and Mark Wahlberg... Uh, Mark Wahlberg. I have Mark Wahlberg on the brain. <laughs> he and Jake Gyllenhaal play adoptive brothers who rob a bank. And to get away, they hijack an ambulance. And they're running from the police. But in the back of the ambulance is an EMT who's trying to save the life of a cop who got shot during the bank robbery. So this movie is basically a 136-minute adrenaline jolt. It's just a nonstop chase across Los Angeles in this ambulance with the woman trying to save the cop and the guys trying to get away and trying to elude the police and the cops trying to catch them. So it's one of those movies that just puts the pedal to the floor from the get-go and doesn't let up. And it's completely preposterous. Nothing about it is realistic but it's so much fun, and it's just pure action. So three stars for Ambulance. Okay, super. Yeah, it looks like a great movie. It's my kind of film. Okay, it, It's know. a lot of fun. It it's really is. Fast and Furious EMS style, So, yeah. uh, although a little bit more believable, I think, than some of the Fast and Furious movies are. Nobody goes to space <laughs> in this one. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's weird that the Dodge Charger can drive in outer space. Yeah. It, that was a weird one. But I bought it, you know, so I, I thought it was okay. The windows were up, so I guess it works. Right. <laughs> okay, anyway. All right, so... 
So those are the reviews we have. Mm -hmm. Ambulance, again, your rating of that? Three stars. Three. And that's available where? In theaters. Theaters. Okay. So we'll we'll check that out. All right. Uh, Entertainment news. Frank Langella gets fired. So tell us who he is and Mm -hmm. uh, why this is significant. Yeah. Veteran actor Frank Langella has been fired from the fall of the House of Usher following a Netflix investigation that found Langella acted inappropriately on set. Uh, He is reported to have been accused of sexual harassment, including making inappropriate comments to a female co-star on the set. So this is unusual. Frank Langella, one of those actors, he's been around for a long time, done so much great work, always seemed like an intelligent guy, but apparently he didn't get the memo that this kind of behavior is not tolerated anymore, and he's been fired here from a pretty big production. So uh, hopefully he will maybe learn something from this incident. All right, so we may see him again in some way, maybe with uh, more, uh, well, we may see him again, period. We'll just leave it at that. Okay, so he's off the scene. Gilbert Gottfried died. And again, this is the same thing happens to me. I certainly know who he is, and mm-hmm. I know, and I recognize his voice. But then when I saw his filmography and his whole yeah. sort of lifeline, crazy how busy he was. Yeah, the great comedian Gilbert Gottfried died at the age of 67. Now, he w- had a very interesting career. On one hand, he was known for things like uh, voice work in Disney's Aladdin. But then he was also, he could be a very filthy comedian. He told some very outrageous jokes. There's a really great documentary called The Aristocrats, which is about the filthiest joke of all time, and it's sort of this legendary joke within comedic circles. And Gilbert Gottfried walks away with that movie. He tells the funniest version of this joke that you'll ever hear. So he was one of those people. He had a unique, you know, a unique speaking voice that he put on for his performances. He didn't talk like that in real life, but his performance voice was very unusual. But his voice as a performer, you know, and the ideas that he had and the way he expressed them was also very unique. So there's never anybody else quite like Gilbert Gottfried, and uh, he has left us at the age of 67. Yeah, no wonder he was famous here when you saw the work that he did. And, and of course, all, almost all of it memorable. You can say, oh, yeah, I remember hear, hearing him there or seeing him in these films. Okay, so, and you also are reporting on some good news. <laughs> Spirit Halloween is going to do movies. whoop de doo I the guess. S- yeah, the stuff that they come up with to base movies on, there's going to be a movie about Spirit Halloween stores. Yeah, well, first of all, <laughs> half our audience isn't going to know what Spirit Halloween is, so you define it. That's the Halloween store. They pop up in empty storefronts. Uh, around September, and mm-hmm. they close on November 3rd. It's got to be thousands of them. Yeah, they just sort of pop up everywhere. We've had one in the former Bonton location for the last few years. So you go in and you buy Halloween costumes and, and different things that you need for Halloween. But uh, they're going to make a movie based on that, and it's going to star Christopher Lloyd from the Back to the Future movies. You mean based on the store startups? Based on the store, yeah. Oh. The plot is about a bunch of kids that get locked into a spirit Halloween store overnight, and the place is haunted, and so they have to use what they find in the store to try to fight off whatever kind of paranormal demons or ghosts are after them. So, uh, who knows? I mean, years ago, we all snickered at the idea of a Lego movie, and look how great that turned out. So, maybe there's something to Spirit Halloween, but the idea just sounds kind of silly. I think it's a great way to get the rest of the half of the population that never heard of Spirit Halloween to know what it is. (laughs) Right. Or to get a a larger percentage. I'm not sure it'll it'll go across the board. Okay, box office, how we doing? Things picking up still? 
still? Yeah, had a great weekend last weekend with the opening of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which did, I think it was like $71 million its opening weekend, so that's a very big number. This weekend we got a new Fantastic Beasts movie, The Secrets of Dumbledore. That should do all right. And Father Stu, of course, opening in theaters. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're only a few weeks off from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is going to be one of the biggest movies of the year, so things are looking good. And Ambulance, you think that'll pick up? We certainly are hearing more about it. I don't think it will. I think it's probably going to drop very heavily this weekend. That's it. And uh, be on VOD pretty soon. And Father Stu, you think, will be a hit? Uh, It'll do okay. I think it's going to have trouble competing against some of the bigger titles out there right now, but they're they're predicting like maybe a $7 million holiday weekend for it, which is not great, but not terrible. No, but it probably didn't cost cost that much to make, I would assume. And he bought into it, so I'm sure he's negotiating his price. So, um, yeah. Well, and plus, it isn't a film that you absolutely positively must, must, must see on the big screen. Right. You can see it at home, and it'll play just as well. So you can wait for that. All right. Thank you so much, Movie Mike. Thank you very much for coming in. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. His website, aisleseat.com. We always very much appreciate him coming to our studios. You can follow him at Aisle Seat.